Welcome to Anxious as Fuck, the podcast. This is a podcast for anyone who is or knows someone who is struggling with mental health, is stressed out, depressed, anxious, feeling burnt out, or even suicidal. Each episode, I'll share my knowledge and thoughts about anxiety and how the conscious and subconscious mind really works. I'll be candidly speaking about my own personal struggles with my mental health journey and offering up some advice and coping strategies that can actually make a difference in your life today. I'll also be interviewing others who have their own perspectives on these topics and will share their unique journeys with you too. Let's head into this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I have not been on here in a hot minute, um, but I'm back. I'm excited. I have so much planned for the rest of 2022 and into 2023. I have pages and pages and pages of ideas for episodes, so I'm so excited to be back. So welcome. Um, Today, I just wanted to riff on my take on anxiety meds. I, If you follow me on social media, you know that I post some controversial stuff about anxiety meds um, and I usually get a lot of comments back <laughs> and hate messages and that's okay. Um, I have zero notes for this. This is literally all just coming from my heart, what I believe to be true. Disclaimer, I love you whether you take anxiety meds or not. You know your body best, so listen to yourself before you listen to me. That is my disclaimer for today. (laughs) Okay, I have nothing against anxiety meds if they were used in a way that was really beneficial to society. Like, don't you think if anxiety meds were really working that everybody would be feeling less anxious and everyone would be happier? But I'm finding that really isn't the case. From my own personal experience, I have endless amounts of clients reaching out saying, I'm on these anxiety meds. They actually make me feel worse than better, but now I can't get off of them because of withdrawal symptoms. I feel addicted. I'm scared. All of these things. And so I really feel like anxiety meds have a place. However, I don't support at all the way that they are prescribed as a first choice. So when we are feeling anxious, we say that we have done everything, we've tried everything, um, and then we go to our doctor as a last resort and they, you know, it's usually like a five or a seven minute appointment. They never really get any background information. Typically, um, if you do have a doctor that does, congratulations, it's like a unicorn. (laughs) Um, But typically you have a five to seven minute appointment. You say, you know, I'm feeling anxious and they instantly write you a prescription maybe a recommendation to a talk therapist and they send you on your merry little way. And uh, they don't really explain the side effects, the problems that can occur with long-term use. um, And they don't really just explain that there are some maybe other things that you can do. And so I am here to just maybe shed some light on some of the things that you can try before going on anxiety meds. If you are sitting there thinking, I am feeling helpless, hopeless, and um, I feel like I have to go on meds because it's my last option, Um, I wanted to come on here and kind of share some of these ideas and uh, maybe some will resonate with you. And so I think that 
anxiety meds should be prescribed as a last resort. Like I feel like there's a million, not a million, maybe like 10 things you can do um, or you can try and giving it a solid try. Like here's the thing we often, and it's no shame or guilt, like I do it too, or I have done it too, but it's like we say, oh, I've tried everything. Like girl, have you tried everything? Like I love you, but... (laughs) Have you really tried everything? You know, like, have you committed to a lifestyle that is conducive of feeling less anxious and followed through on it for like at least three months? You know, so just an opportunity to be really honest with yourself because I had to be really honest with myself during this experience that I had. So here are some things that I recommend to my clients and things that have helped me and maybe they'll help you too. So again, this is like a long-term commitment. Like give it at least three months and if not, if you're not feeling better then, you know, then definitely go the medication route because maybe it is a chemical imbalance or maybe you need that. Um, So here's some of the things that you can do. No caffeine, cutting out caffeine, your body, when it's anxious, feels jittery, high strung, you know, on high alert. And so we don't really need to be adding any of those symptoms or those feelings into the body. We already have enough of that. So eliminating caffeine and everyone's like, oh my God, girl, I am not eliminating my coffee. I was the same way. I am a coffee nut. Um, I have like two espresso machines in my house, so I feel you. However, there are wonderful decaf options and I'm completely satisfied. And I know if I can be satisfied with decaf, so can you. (laughs) Um, You can get decaf and the withdrawal symptoms of caffeine can suck, but you can do it gradually, right? So um, weaning yourself off and yeah, getting to a place of no caffeine. Less cell phone usage. Hello, especially before bedtime. I was guilty of this. I'm still guilty of this. This is like my addiction. You know, people have their things that they go and do. Mine's my cell phone. Here's the thing. This is like twofold. Because when you're anxious, you need to be sleeping better. Sleep is so freaking important for managing anxiety symptoms. And when you are on your phone before bed, you are actually delaying the release of melatonin in the body and so that blue light all of the light the stimulation is preventing the sleep hormone to happen and so therefore you stay up at night your mind is busy you don't get a restful sleep and then you wake up feeling dog tired and then the anxiety symptoms are worse so Cell phones and sleep do not go hand in hand. And also just scrolling, like mindless scrolling. Because typically we go to mindless scrolling when we are trying to detach from an uncomfortable feeling. It's like our our flight response or our freeze response. We're just mindlessly scrolling so we don't have to think about what we're really feeling or what we're avoiding feeling. <coughs> Excuse me, I have a really bad cough. And recording a podcast is interesting with a cough, but that's okay. Um, Another one, getting outside every damn day, getting fresh air. I know where I live, it's minus 40, but just bundling up, getting outside, five minutes of fresh air makes a huge difference. I can be guilty of this sometimes. I work from home. 
I get carried away, I stay inside, and I feel like shit. And so on the days that I really make an effort to go outside for at least 10 to 20 minutes, even longer if possible, but just committing to those 10 to 20 minutes is a game changer. You feel so refreshed and there's something about nature and Mother Earth and just grounding and just getting that fresh air on your skin. And you know what I'm talking about. Even in the winter, when you go outside And then you come in and your cheeks are cold, your legs are numb, but you feel so freaking good after. And so it's like this adrenaline and you're getting this like natural happy hormone. So going outside every day. Paying attention to your body, moving your body, whether that's outside, doing yoga, gentle stretches. When I say exercise, there's some people who just don't like exercise. Honestly, I hate sweating. Like, I don't know why. Just the thought of it. And I'm like, I'm not going to the gym ever. But there are other ways to move your body, like going outside for a walk, going to a walking track, like watching your favorite Netflix show and just stretching on the floor is moving your body. Or if you have TV, commercial breaks, stretching, moving your body during the commercial breaks, maybe walking up and down your stairs a few times. Love yoga, my favorite. Next, is nutrition and your nutrition doesn't have to be like spot on because let's be real mine isn't um but some of the triggers or the catalysts for anxiety symptoms in nutrition sugar refined carbs fast food and again caffeine so sugar refined carbs and fast food are killer on anxiety symptoms and so if you want to lessen that lessen those things in your day-to-day eating, and it will make a huge freaking difference. Anyway, I'm sure there are others, but again, I'm just riffing here. These are like the biggest ones. Um, Getting outside, moving your body, just tweaking your nutrition slightly, eliminating caffeine, and in exchange, drinking lots of water, less phone, which then in turn helps with sleep. Um, sleep is so, so, so important. It's like a vicious cycle. When you're anxious, you don't sleep. And when you don't sleep, you're anxious and da, 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 da. So if you can sleep, you feel better. When you feel better, you sleep better. And it's a beautiful cycle. So that is my take on anxiety meds. Um, I didn't really focus too much on anxiety meds, but just the idea that I love you no matter what you choose. Um, it's your body, you know best. I am just here to offer up the idea that maybe the way they're being prescribed isn't the best, that maybe there needs to be more education on long-term side effects of benzos and other anxiety medications, and just really trying all of the things, like truly giving it a shot. Because if you can help your anxiety or, you know, cure recover from anxiety without meds like how awesome is that and holy shit you guys I didn't even mention hypnosis wow hello I could have gave myself a shameless plug and I didn't (laughs) but I'm going to now hypnosis for anxiety even other energy work like body talk reiki like whatever works for you but hypnosis is a fucking game changer you guys um yeah I can't speak enough about it obviously I'm in love. Um, So yes, these are some options for you. If you are feeling stuck, you don't want to go on meds, or maybe you want to get off of your meds, but you want to feel better before you do, 
shoot me a message. I would love to chat more about working together. There is never an obligation to chat, just giving you lots of knowledge, lots of information, and just seeing if it's a really good fit. So on that note, I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in. I'm so excited to be back and I will see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me this week. To view the complete show notes and a recap of today's podcasting tips, visit prairiehypnosis.com forward slash podcast or visit my Facebook and Instagram pages at Prairie Hypnosis and Yoga. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released. You can subscribe right now in the app that you're using to listen to this podcast. And lastly, I do have a quick favor to ask before we go. If you're enjoying the podcast, I hope that you'll let me know. I absolutely love reading through reviews, and if you have a minute to spare, I'd love to read yours too. Reviews let podcast apps know that great listeners like you enjoy our show, and that helps us expand our reach in search results so I'm able to help more people with their mental health journey. So it really does make a huge difference. And one more thing, if you or someone you know is struggling or has thoughts of suicide, please contact your nearest emergency services or suicide prevention service. Thank you again for joining me, Kelsey, in this episode of Anxious as Fuck, the podcast. I'll see you next time.